unidentified distress beacon has been tracked to a derelict podcast in orbit above Talon 4. The Cosmos. In the vast universe, the history of humanity is but a flash of light from a lone star. The light of a single podcast should be lost in space and time. But among the stars, there is one light that burns brighter than all the others. The light of my best friend's game. Their episodes extend beyond their life and etch themselves into history. Or they would if they could finish this game. Alright, welcome back to My Best Friend's Game. This is our first episode of Season 2, and as you may have figured out, None of us have finished our game this month, Metroid Prime. Uh, so that's the reason this episode is so late. We do apologize for that, uh, for reasons which will become clear later in the episode. Um, so, uh, to start off, I'm your host for the month, Max Sims. Uh, I'm joined by my eternal co-hosts. Uh, Tim Zamanigan. And Evan Ledesma. Uh, and so as we like to do each episode, we like to go over the games that we've been playing outside of the games that we've been assigned for the podcast, uh, and which this one was a lot because we weren't really playing the game and it took a while. So uh, who would like to start <laughs> Who would like to start with Guilty their, uh, what have they been playing? I will start with that. Go, um, Tim. So yeah, it's been a hot minute. Oh, several things have several come out. Minutes. The holiday season kind of came and went. Um, so I'll just kind of like kind of crank through these one by one. I have some a couple of hotly anticipated games on this list. Um, I've been playing a lot, a lot, a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> as uh, as we've talked about before on the podcast, I am very big on the Super Smash Brothers series, maybe to a fault. Um, it's just kind of my pick up and play game. It's really easy for me to just uh, pop on and play some matches online. Uh, there's a lot of great things about Smash Bros. Ultimate and a lot of really bad things. Uh, well, I'll take that back. Mostly <laughs> great things, a couple of really bad things. And the gameplay-wise, everything's great. They basically took Smash 4's gameplay and made it faster, um, a little made it more good. tight. Yeah, made it good. <laughs> uh, it's more fun to play. There's more mechanics and stuff. It's mm-hmm. it's. Uh, it feels more competitive. Yeah. Yeah, from a metagame perspective, it's uh, it feels like a more fun uh, experience for sure mm-hmm. um, to play competitively. Um, there's a lot of great... Uh, the single-player stuff's really fun. They did a lot of really cool things with the spirits mode in the game where basically... Well, it's, it's, it's hard to explain that quickly, but basically you will go into themed fights against characters in Super Smash Brothers, but it'll be like... Uh, let's say you're fighting a Yoshi that has Birdo's spirit or something like that. Um, and so Birdo is pink, right? So you got a pink Yoshi you're fighting and it's only going to be throwing eggs because that's like what Birdo does in the games. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, they were extremely creative with those spirits fights. There's like several hundred, I think of if, those different oh, yeah. situations. Hundreds, yeah, so hundreds and hundreds even I would say. I mean, like, yeah, Pretty wild. Um, I'd say the biggest gripe I have with it is, unsurprising from Nintendo, their online is pretty 
gosh dang bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they've actually improved it a little bit since when it first mm-hmm. started, but it used to be like you would you'd want to be okay. I want to do one v ones only, like mm-hmm. three stock, no items. Yeah. You know, like get me out there, and you put that rule preference in, and basically it was like. Well, we'll do our best, but, you know, this is the best we could do. And instead throws you into a four-person match with time and nothing but smash balls and mm. pokeballs or mm. something like that. And it's just, it's, it was completely asinine how they did it. Um, it's still, basically, they took every possible design tip they could have taken from any other <laughs> online multiplayer lobby making and just ignored it. Like, I I have no idea what the rationale was it's for any of that, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes. Uh, gut check: Is it better than melee? Um, <laughs> you got to answer. <laughs> oh my god, the hesitation on this man. No, I mean, like, okay, in like some ways, yes, it's objectively better than melee. But like, I don't know. He's I, just I, busting I, your balls. Do you prefer it to melee? <laughs> um. To play? Today, today, yes. Just because I know now how bad I am at Melee. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's like, I, I can't play, ever since I've started watching Melee competitively, I can't play Melee without realizing that it's like, oh, I'm just really garbage at this uh-huh. game, you know? Yeah. I think the, the, the barrier of entry into Melee is, like, undeniably higher than mm-hmm. the barrier of entry to Smash Ultimate. Yeah. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. there's something to be said about that. That, you know, that being said, we played Melee for, like, 15 years you know yeah. that that's got a legacy years. spot in my in my top yeah, whatever sure, that sure, can't sure, really sure. be surpassed won't I be mean, an um, evo though uh, <laughs> <laughs> rip uh, i mean i will say this is definitely the my favorite smash game and it's the first smash game that i've felt like like a little bit competent at and mm, i don't know sure, if, yeah. i don't know if that's just me putting more time into it because there's a single player that's a little more interesting to me uh, or mm-hmm. what? But uh, I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Good. Yeah, same. yeah, and I mean, like, I'm glad too because I feel like we're able to play more together. Mm-hmm. I Evan had a uh, has is in the process maybe <laughs> of a tournament <laughs> happening at his work. Like it's like a <laughs> long, long tournament apparently. Yeah. But he's been coming to me, <laughs> the master, for for advice and coaching, and I cannot tell you the amount of satisfaction I oh, glean yeah. from being able to impart this knowledge. So yes, he's enjoying the uh, heck out of this for sure. Very like, much. Like uh, just the oh wow moments. Of like, <laughs> just him teaching me stuff that I didn't even think about, and like, oh, that combos, and like, oh, you can you can edge guard here. I'm like, oh, I didn't think of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all this I mean, fun like, stuff. Yeah, things I'm like I'm teaching him. I'm like, okay, so and it like gets a little more granular. Even like I'm like, okay, go, go. so if <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just for example, I would say something like, okay, so in this situation, you have a couple frame window that you can hit somebody before they snap yeah. to the ledge and have invincibility <laughs> and like stuff like like all this stuff. It, it goes deep. It's it's it, it's it's yeah, it goes deep. Anyway. <laughs> I very much enjoy Smash Ultimate. I've been playing it since it came out in December. I'm going to continue playing it. Um, I hope that they kind of fix the netcode a little bit because it is still a little bit laggy, but I'm not banking on it because it's Nintendo. But mm-hmm. um, Okay, I'm just going to really quick move through some of my other ones here. Um, I was playing Gris, I think is how it's pronounced. G-R-I-S. Oh, yeah. Um, or maybe it's Gris, Greece. I'm not totally sure. Um, uh, but it, Is it Spanish hmm, for yeah. Gray? <laughs> 
I think it's Span- possibly, or it could be. It could uh, be. Maybe mm. French has the same word. I'm, I think I'm it's. Not. It feels more French to me. The game. I think it's <laughs> French. I want to say so. Okay, so I looked it up on the Reddit AMA for uh-huh. um, for uh, for this game, and the developers said um, it's pronounced Greece. So okay, okay, like the country okay. or the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the the oil, the fat. <laughs> it's um, a very oily game. Um, it's greasy. It's a very John, John Travolton game. <laughs> um, Greece is the correct way, says okay. Nomada Studio. Yeah, okay, we did it. Cool. We anyway, solved the puzzle. We, yes. So I've been playing Greece. Um, I haven't finished it yet, but it's mm. very, it's, it's simple. It's, uh, it's like, it's just kind of a nice puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of realized, or maybe like halfway through my experience that like, it was impossible to die. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, okay, where is the like conflict coming from in this game? Like mm-hmm. I didn't, but I didn't even like notice that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the, the victory condition is just like, okay, solve this puzzle at your own pace. Yep. Meanwhile, have you noticed this absolutely gorgeous <laughs> world you're in? Yeah. It's just you know? more of an experience, which yeah, I exactly. really enjoyed about it. You, you just kind of, you, a lot of the game is spent like just kind of, traversing and like walking from one puzzle to another Mm -hmm. in this beautiful i don't i can't everything's like (laughs) (laughs) so i mean like without giving too much away like the world is stripped of all its color and you're kind of bringing it back one color at a time sort of thing right Right. which like feels like a little contrived or cliche maybe Mm -hmm. but like they do it very tastefully yeah um all the art is like it feels like it's hand drawn Mm -hmm. it's um just like Paintings. It feels like you're in like a big old watercolor, more mm-hmm. or less. So, would um, you say it fulfills the promise of Okami? Uh, you know, <laughs> I never thought of that, about that. Um, yeah, exactly. Sort of. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a completely different game, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. that it. Um, well, I know you were mostly making a joke, but I think it has its own strengths. And uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I'm going to say I think Greece might be a better game, game I, than Okami. I, I think it is. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Greece's uh, soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, also beautiful. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Grease okay. Lightning, we go together. Uh, <laughs> the Grease musical okay. was, was All right, amazing. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, me, Max, and Josh hopped on Apex Legends for uh, a couple rounds. That's pretty uh, fun. Uh, there was some bit of controversy there with the Titanfall devs making it yeah, and kind of rip. eliminating the Titans. Uh, but, you know, gameplay-wise, it's pretty fun. I'd like to hop back into it. Hmm. Um, it's, I don't know if I've had more fun with it than the Call of Duty Battle Royale thing, but I think we had a little bit more time with the Call of Duty, uh, Mm. Battle Royale mode as well. So, um, okay. And then a big one I want to talk about real quick is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, (laughs) all right. There it is. I'm just going to leave here and then just call me when he's done. Well, the thing is I've only (laughs) played it for like, I guess like four or five hours, which Mm -hmm. is a lot maybe in the, like... And for a normal game, but this is like a 40-hour game, right? So I haven't gotten very far in it. The the long and short of it is it's exactly what Kingdom Hearts is and always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, hmm. you know, I could fault it for that, but it's pretty much exactly what I was expecting and kind of what I wanted in that regard. Yeah, it's kind of it's, a landmine-like field, you know? It's like, do you, like, make the series grow up or do you keep it where it is? Like, who do you disappoint, I guess, is the, you, is yeah. the question here. They, they basically made it Kingdom Hearts but like 
so the joke is in Kingdom Hearts 1, you mash X a lot, right? In Kingdom <laughs> yeah. Hearts 2, you mash X a lot and sometimes That's triangle. In Kingdom Hearts 3, you mash X mostly, but also triangle a decent amount. So oh. it's really just upping the triangle <laughs> presses, you know? Um, no, it's it's fun. It's flashy combat. It's pretty basic, but you feel it feels cool, and visually it's fun, and it's just kind of a whimsical, low-stakes kind of... I don't know. It's fine. It's Kingdom Hearts. So uh, I've been waiting for this game for 10 years, sort of. Not really waiting for it, just knowing it would come and knowing I would play it eventually, but... Oh, God. Um, Are you going to sign this to us? How long is the first Kingdom Hearts game? Oh, gosh. No, they're all too, too long. long. Okay, they're all, right. too, they're all too long. Yeah, what about, you, you like, Dream Drop Distance or whatever the heck? You know, I thought shorter. about Chain of Memories, because I actually did <laughs> okay. like Chain of Memories, but okay. we'll, we'll see what that we get That looks there, like you know. the one that I think, that would that would be my favorite if I somehow played Wh- Which all one is that? Movie. Which one is That's that? That's the Game Boy Advance one. That was between oh, Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. It has cards, right? Yeah. It has cards. It's like a weird card-based combat system that's actually kind of engaging. I mean, I liked Metal Gear Acid. There you go. Yeah, but it's exactly the same as that. Sora and Goofy and Donald. Oh my god. Um, Wow. So it's better than Metal Gear Acid. Um... Okay, yeah, and I just started playing The Witcher, and it's uh, going to be a a grueling, (laughs) super long experience, but I respect how, uh, how much depth there appears to be to that game. It's... I would. I will say that the first two hours, maybe longer, will have just been like a tutorial slog. Mm-hmm. It feels like every time I do anything or open the menu up to a different page, it's yep. like here's everything you can do on this page mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, I'm not going to remember this in half an hour, but okay. And they thanks. mean everything. Here is yeah, everything, everything you can do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. This. I'm sure organically as I play, I will need to make bombs and potions and alchemy and yes. mutagens and all yes. those things but at you the moment will. I'm just like I'm just upgrading my melee yeah. and my fire magic that seems to work for me right now. Yeah, because so. the greatness of Witcher 3 is like uh, when you slay monsters they all have their own weaknesses and so you have to like investigate the monster learn what to create or what to make and and then you engage the monster. Yeah, the, cool. the first like cool um, side quest I did like it was she was it was like oh there's this ghost haunting my well. Please kill the ghost in the well. And yes. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, like, <laughs> all right. The, also, Witcher is is David Witcher Hater. voiced by David Hayter because it sounds like it. Like Solid oh, Snake in medieval times. That's the thing. Like everybody else has like a British accent, and meanwhile you're like, I'm the Witcher. I'm gonna go. When you stab become a Witcher, this. you become American. And I'm also gonna go David stab Hater. this goblin in the face. Like I don't. It's very uh, jarring, honestly. Yeah. Does he um, ever repeat the last word someone said with a question mark on it? Oh, I need to Witcher. watch out for that. He's mostly just like Empire. snarky and shit. Oh. So, oh. So you're going to have to bleep that one out. Um, but yeah, so like the first side quest I did that was engaging was like, uh, go kill this witch or this this ghost. And you like go there and he's like, hmm, seems like this might be the mark of a something geist or something. And then you have to, he's like, okay, usually that means there's some kind of artifact that they're, that is linked and you have to like search for the artifact mm-hmm. and like, okay, now where's the body? And you have to dive in the well to get the body and you bring all that stuff together. And then he's like, okay, let's burn this body. And like, it's, <laughs> and then, you know, you're like going through your bestiary to like learn about it. I don't know. It's, it's, it is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anyway. A, yeah. It's a detail oriented game. It's, it's hard to play. Like you have to get immersed in it to really enjoy it. So I applaud you, Tim, for trying to do this as an uh, as a full full grown adult right now. So. Well, we'll see <laughs> we'll see how far I get. But 
anyway, those are the main games I've been playing. Oh. Um, and that was, yeah, that was a lot. I'm sorry, that took a no, lot of time. No, I mean, like, mine is going to be equally as long, if not longer, so I'll try and <laughs> shorten it as much as I can. Because um, we're reaching back to November, I think, yeah, December. Yeah, late November, something like uh, that. Okay, well, well, I'll start off with more recent games. Um, I just finished the first campaign for Resident Evil 2, so that was Leon's mm. campaign. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's... It's a really good game. I have some gripes with it. Like some of the bosses are kind of dumb. Like, um, like they're invincible, but you have to do something to make them die instantly, sort of thing. Um, and that's never fun because um, you have to just reload, 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 and it takes away the horror of the game. And yeah, anyway, it's a good game. It's really, it's really fun to play. The controls are actually good. I would never say this about any Resident Evil game, but like the controls yeah. are really good. Like it's all smooth. The the tank controls are there, but they're even better. Um, yeah, okay, Resident Evil 4, I, I see your hands over there. Um, uh, it's a, it's fu- it's good, it's not like, it's not an amazing... <laughs> Max is looking like he's smoking a, a, a joint of some kind. No, he's, no, he's, I'm he's doing, doing a chef, chef kiss. Chef. Oh, chef. oh, okay, okay. Resident Evil I thought 4 it was like... has great action, okay? <laughs> it does. I, mean, I don't know if the controls would be considered, like, top-notch, but... Well, let's talk about the controls for just a second on that. Would you say that the controls are... I mean, just like Resident Evil 1, maybe, like, mm-hmm. they're bad on purpose to kind of make... I, I think they're the best version of tank control huh. with the Resident Evil 4 camera. Because okay. it's tank control, but, like, you're not very slow. You have the quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all there. It just feels very smooth. And the shooting, okay. I feel like, has a nice sensitivity to it. Um, Resident Evil 4 <laughs> could feel a little like you're just thinking about your shot too much and taking forever for your your aim to get to a place you're looking at but this one is pretty quick like you can do like quick shots at somebody who's coming towards you um pretty easily um but it's really good and i they just i just saw that they gave us some free campaigns it's probably like a few hours each but i just appreciate that as i wait uh, impatiently for devil may cry 5 which is just around the corner and now capcom yeah. seems to be doing things right now so like it's all topsy-turvy it's crazy they just have to bring street fighter <laughs> 6 out and make that actually <laughs> worth playing or watching and oh, gosh we will be in the new golden age of capcom i think god hand tape god hand, god hand well, okay, but we don't want god hand 2 without uh, um without mikami right shinji mikami yeah, right that's true yeah, yeah. that's true well, what's he like, doing right now just like windjammers too man like i want to want it but i don't know it's none of the original people so yeah. windjammers yeah. windjammers deserves grand finals at evo uh don't at me yeah we, yeah <laughs> absolutely um okay what else i have also played and finished gris like months ago um, I beat Red, or Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, months ago. Mm, it was a fantastic mm-hmm. time. It's also Witcher-esque in that everything takes forever to finish. Uh, it's a very immersive experience, but once you do, it's it's just a really good story. I mean, the, the gameplay is, like, fine, but I really enjoyed the story and, like, the chances they took with some of the, I don't know, the topics at hand. Um, just, like, crime and America and just, like fate and destiny i was like yes this is what i wanted in Mm. in my art um (laughs) i've been playing some tetris 99 uh it's super addictive like any other battle royale game is um (laughs) but it's a good time i also like how it's on the switch and you just pick that up at any time uh during the day and just play it gosh Um, the switch is a good console isn't isn't it it? though yeah it's just like (laughs) what yeah Uh, have you gotten number one yet no two 
two or three I think I've gotten, okay. but yeah, it gets it, it. I think it's you know it's, it, there's some luck. No, it's hard. In, oh, it, it, there's some luck. Sure. And it's hard. I mean, yeah. I, I got three my second game, and I haven't been able to like get close to that since. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they don't really teach you a lot. Like I, I've been figuring it out slowly. Like you can send your blocks to like your attackers like people who target you or if you're trying to ko people faster you can switch it to ko it's very confusing there's some strategy to it and i had to read an article that explained how the mechanics of the game work because the game doesn't tell you right right i had no idea i thought it was just like play tetris as long as you can until you can't play tetris in a way it is that but you can also yeah direct where your attacks go quote unquote Mm -hmm. okay um but yeah it's a lot of fun uh what else have i been playing uh, I'm still playing Valkyria Chronicles 4. I play it like once every week basically for like an hour or two. It don't don't get me wrong, it's a very good game. I'm enjoying the heck out of it, but uh I don't know if you remember from the first one, but like things also take time. Like you have to go to each chapter and then there's like a, a cut scene and these people talk and then you do the map and then it's like it's like an hour long mission and then it's back to like the cut scene and then Tim <laughs> yeah, well, no, I was going to ask, because, like, I think when you first started playing it, you, like, mm-hmm. kind of were powering through. I'm kind of surprised, I guess, there, you, there was a point where you just kind of, like, put it down, it uh, seems like, and have kind of had to come back to it. It's honestly because it. there's just too many games to play. Like, too many there's games. Just too, much, time. too much stuff. I think I even beat, did I even say I, I beat Spider-Man? Did I beat oh, Spider-Man by, yeah, in November? I think that... I think probably was post note. Probably, I think that happened already. I don't know. Okay, I think that right. happened. Well, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I feel I'd like, be, you, I feel like I remember Evan talking a lot about Spider Man. So let's just assume. Okay, did. well, I beat Spider Man uh, a long time ago, um, <laughs> and then Smash. Yeah, so yeah, there's just this one guy at work I really want to beat, and I just went over to him. I'm like, "How do I beat him? Tell me." And I'm just like poking him the entire time over like texts. I'm like, "What do I do?" What do I do? And he's like, all right, I'll show you tonight. Just just be online. <laughs> the so, answer is play more patiently, yeah. usually. <laughs> and, and just, like, be a little more, I don't know, open to jumping off the, the stage and trying to challenge him yeah, when he's, when he's off stage. Mofo. You got to take that leap of faith. Um, anyway, I, I think that's it. I mean, there's probably okay. more games, but let's stop there. All right. <laughs> Um, so for myself, uh, I mean, I've, I've also been playing a bit of Smash, though I doubt nearly as much as either of you guys. Uh, but one time, and, and like, I don't know or care if it was due to lag, uh, but I beat Tim three in a row, and I was like, what? Like, oh, is this man. real life? <laughs> like, <laughs> let the record show, and this is the record. What, yeah, exactly. I had, that's why I had to say it on air. I'm so not are, gonna, I'm not saying nothing. So. Are, we, are we gonna get uh, a rematch then? An official uh, rematch? Well, I mean... <laughs> I'll Maybe lose if he's IRL. playing seriously. I think he was probably on random characters, too. You know, but uh, yeah. th- that's not what's important. Uh, oh, we both had fun. That's yeah, what's important. That's what's, important. that's what's important, is there was hilarity ensued. So, um, <laughs> other than that, I've been playing a lot of older games, um, whether that's... Uh, I've been playing a lot of kind of repackaging of older games. There was the uh, SNK 25th Anniversary Collection, uh, which has a lot of... It's mostly scrolling shooters, though there's some other stuff in there. My favorite one was, I, I believe, the earliest or second earliest game on the on the compilation called Vanguard. I think it was from, like, hmm. 1982. 
Uh, and it's, it's like a very basic kind of side scrolling shooter, but then it also does, it switches to diagonal and then vertical scrolling. Uh, and it's like 82 too. It's pretty Yeah, exactly. It was like highly advanced for the time. And like, you can fly into this like speed booster and then basically your ship becomes invincible and then you're just crashing into as many enemies as possible. Uh, Mm -hmm. so I mean, I like to take games kind of in the context when they are created these days, this game would be nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. but it was really cool for 1982. And so mm-hmm. it was impressive to me. However, many years later, um, oh, actually maybe it was SNK 30th anniversary collection. Now that I think about it, cause some of those games are that old. Um, oh God. <laughs> I just did the math in my head. How old it is. <laughs> maybe it was 30, 35th anniversary then. Cause I'm like, how old am I? Yeah. Anyway, uh, very, very good collection too, in terms of there's basically a museum built into the collection. It'll give you like, interesting trivia across every game that SNK did from, I think it was 1979. Yeah. 1979 to 40th anniversary collection. Dang. Okay. Wow. Um, every game from (laughs) 1979 to, I believe 1990 that SNK made is covered Mm. in the, uh, museum. Uh, and that's a really nice touch that I don't think a lot of, uh, you know, these game compilations get like Mm -hmm. that. There was a Sega Genesis compilation that came out last year that I played, uh, and talked about on the podcast that was you know a good enough selection of games but there wasn't really any kind of the history yeah there. it's just it's just like an emulator basically exactly like, yeah here are so the titles this one this one was a really nice package and more than just an emulator um i also played the psycho collection volume one on the switch which is a collection of four also arcade scrolling shooters um these were four from more of the mid 90s uh and three of them uh, are vertically scrolling and basically the same game as each other. They, they use similar mechanics, so they're different uh, games. One's called Gunbird, one's called Samurai Aces, and one's called Strikers 1945. Uh, mm-hmm. All okay. very fun games, <laughs> though a bit too hard for me. Um, uh, and then finally, in my scrolling shooters uh, cavalcade, uh, I've been playing Battle Garega Rev 2016, which is... I. That's a it's a mid '90s scrolling shooter from a company called Rising, uh, but this port of it was handled by the company M2, who is a, it's a Japanese company famous for their ports. They've done uh, a lot of the old Sega Ages games and even the Sega Ages games on the Switch that are just now coming out. Um, they've they're really good at porting old stuff and making it fresh again. So with this game, nice. like if I was just playing the game, emulating it. I would play through it once, you know, with unlimited continues, beat it, and maybe never play it again. But the way they've set it up, every time you play the game and maybe get a certain far into it, I haven't really figured that out, you get to add extra credits, but you have a limit. So I think it starts with you can put three coins in the game, play until you die, you know, enough times that you would have used three credits, and then the game restarts. But then now you can add four credits. So I'm, um, it's like, and okay. I'm definitely getting better each time too. Like I'm getting significantly farther into the game. So I think I'm up to like eight credits now and I'm on the second to last <laughs> level. Um, but okay. it really gives you a sense of progression and it's a really nice repackaging, you know, way to visit older games in a way that shows that they're still fun and shows what's fun mm. about them, I think. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So Battle nice. Garega Rev like, 2016, I think it's yeah. $35. <laughs> wow. Because this is not okay. a, this is like a luxury gaming product. 
Uh, there, you Jesus. can you can customize like everything about the game. There's a remix soundtrack. See, that's nice. Uh, it, it, it makes it look like the developers like have love for these games. They definitely and just want you to enjoy it. They definitely the way they do have love for so, the games. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's what's great about M2 is yeah. you can really feel that love uh, for the old games, which I share. So, uh, other than that, um, not a lot. Other than I've been going back and playing a lot of older Mario games. So uh, on the Switch Online, I've hmm. been playing uh, and replaying, especially Mario One, but also Two and Three. And then I also got. Let me see if I can remember the full title of the game: New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. <laughs> Uh, which uh-huh. is the port of the Wii oh, yeah. U game on the Switch. I mostly got it because I wanted to play it on an airplane. Uh, <laughs> even mm-hmm. though I own I own the game on the Switch, though this one also came with the like extra hard oh, missions, man. which is the Super Luigi U. Um, okay, yeah. and like uh, I mean, it's just it's a good Mario game. Uh, like I th- sure. I think there are the Mario games, the at least the two D Mario games that are like just kind of fine, which would be like the. Both the DS ones, really, I think, were the just DS kind, ones were okay. kind of fine. Yeah. But mm. this one is like, there's a lot of good ideas here. Uh, yeah, it really feels like a I good think... successor to Mario Three. It's not quite as good, but it's pretty good. Yeah, around that same era, I think also was uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is you know of course mm. like a 3D um, one rather than the 2D one. But I always thought that that one was much better in my opinion but i didn't play all mm-hmm. of the super mario deluxe you the one you were just talking about yeah. so well and i yeah. think like those are like almost like hard for me to compare i mean like if i'm going to compare them i prefer the totally 2d mario uh because if i'm hmm. if my mario is going to be 3d i want like the full either you know 64 or odyssey kind of mm. open worldy experience i liked super mm-hmm. mario 3d world and 3d land which were very similar to each other um, right, but I they're definitely not going to be on the top of my Mario lists. <laughs> I feel like 3D World was much better than 3D Land, and I can't remember the differences. But anyway, oh, it doesn't two matter. Players, yeah, I mean the two. I like the two player in 3D World, though. Then when you did any more than two players, it was just terrible it was and chaos. Chaos. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. can't can't okay. hang. Hmm. That it? I think that's it. Okay, um, real oh, real it. quick, I, I did look it up. Um, <laughs> my Smash Bros. Power On time is a hundred hours, but oh, the boy. actual the actual <laughs> play time is only sixty hours. Only. I think that actually sixty sixty one hours actually, uh-huh. um, and only. that is forty three hours of which was spent online, and that's a thousand and sixty three battles. So wow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's quite stats. Quite a bit. Stats. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Let's continue. <laughs> uh, all right. Then before we get into our Metroid Prime discussion, uh, I just wanted to ask kind of my big question for the evening, uh, and that is, oh, what was a critically beloved game that just did not do anything for you, uh, and why do you think you felt that way about it? You know, something something that people generally. Hmm. There was a lot of hype for, it, and then people were like, "Oh, this was so good," and you were just like, "Ah." I, I, ah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I have a pretty good answer for this. Um, well, I have two now that I think about it. One jumped out at me mm-hmm. initially, but yeah, okay. Um, okay, well, I'll just tell you the two things I'm thinking of, and I'll just talk about one of them more. But yeah, um, sure. The first thing that came to my mind was Dragon Quest Eight, or really any Dragon Quest games. Mm. I just like good point. People, 
I also got that game and didn't people really like it. love <laughs> Dragon Quest, and I like I I get it. You know, it's charming. It's very like straight laced traditional Japanese RPG, right? But I think for me that just ended up being pretty boring after not too much time had gone by. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That was specifically Dragon Quest Eight because that's the most recent one I think I tried, and that was still like eight years ago or something. But um, yep. the one that I think is more of a good example would be uh, really any of the Grand Theft Auto games. I'd say with the exception of maybe mm-hmm. Vice City. Um, what was like the what's the one that's been re released like over and over again like in the last like three generations, two mm. generations. Is it San Andreas? No. Oh, no, Grand Theft Auto 5 or San... I didn't really even play 5. I mean, I 5 guess, was released on PS3 and then PS4, you know, and, and all the other systems that weren't Nintendo. Yeah, maybe that's I will just thinking. say Grand Theft Auto generally, because I don't think the real mm-hmm. system has really deviated much in the last few games. Like, I just never really got into. I think the playground aspect of it is pretty fun and, you know, stealing cars and jumping them off of things and cheat codes especially is where like 90% of the fun I got out of those games was, but mm-hmm. as far as like, I never found the stories very compelling. Whenever I was doing the mm-hmm. missions, I would really just prefer to be doing literally anything else in the world. I don't know. Like, it's just... Uh, and they always, like, looked really bad, too. No, I hated looking terrible. at people's bad And were they even faces? that fun to play? I like, don't... The shooting was terrible up until, like, a few I mean, times. I think, yeah, and I think the two most recent, 4 and 5, I don't think looked bad. And I th- did the, the PS2 not, ones looked I guess. fine for the time, I think. I mean, like, go, looking back mm-hmm. at them, they look terrible. Yes. Yeah, espe- I, I mean, know. especially... I, I never PS2. really... The cars looked good, the buildings looked good, but, like, people's faces looked oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, people, like, really go nuts about Grand Theft Auto. It, like, almost always gets nines and tens, and I'm just like, I could mm-hmm. really take or leave this whole experience. That's so, a good example. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. That's just me. Well, that's a great example. Uh, yeah, both of those for me, too. Uh, the one I thought of, it took a little bit to think about, but um, Skyward Sword. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had to double-check this, too, and I went online, I was like, not everybody liked or hated this game, right? And it was like, Metacritic is like 80, yeah. 90 something. And I'm like, how? No. how? Literally how? It's just like, they just went bonkers for the Zelda. And uh, does anyone remember Fee? Yeah. Like, how annoying yeah. she is? And like, the game just constantly treats you like a five-year-old. And I, it's just demeaning to me. I, I do like some of the story aspects, but um, some of the bosses are just brain dead dumb and you have to fight one boss like three times not in a row separately um getting some items is unimaginative like getting the hyrule shield the hylian shield like you just you just have to beat all the bosses in order and not die i don't know if you guys remember that but that was really dumb it was like just a boss gauntlet (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and then then there's the the wii u uh motion controls that was in it was like it was good um but like history will not treat it well or remember it fondly i I don't think because motion controls i I think that uh skyward sword is a good example of a game that like at the time people were raving about but i think like looking Mm -hmm. back i feel like people have kind of like been more lukewarm on it i feel like final fantasy 15 is similar too because i feel like Mm. the general consensus i've seen maybe in the last year or so is that people you know don't look back on that one as fondly but as far as skyward sword goes yeah it's really apparent where they had to um take shortcuts i think in that game too like the whole overworld is just empty sky more or less 
Yeah. Just so boring. Yeah. Even Wind Waker had a similar issue, but like it was just yeah, so much better Wind Waker to look was at. Like, beautiful, like, at, at least. least. Yeah. I don't know. Skyward <laughs> yeah. Sword for me was a disappointment at the time for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. And people will say like, well, it's 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 a bad Zelda game, but it's still a good game. And I'm like, ah. I don't Is know, it? man. It's, it's... <laughs> you can call a Zelda game bad. It's fine. Like the video game police aren't going to show up. Yeah, and arrest some you. things I liked about it. Story beats were good, like you said, but otherwise, yeah, mm-hmm. I just really was not engaged in that. Yeah, even the visual style of it was just like bland mm. and not interesting. It was it was just like Breath of the Wild, but it wasn't Breath mm. of the Wild I, yet. Like <laughs> it had to it had to mature. As into someone who didn't play it, I liked the character designs at least. I thought I thought the character designs were mm-hmm. were pretty cool. Girahim looks dope. I yeah, Girahim's cool. Uh, um, I like Ganon. The the power that the evil force that is Ganon looks yeah. cool. Uh, Link looks. Uh, Fine. I thought that the, awesome. uh, I was gonna uh, say Zelda I thought that cool. was like the generally regarded best looking Zelda. Like I thought I thought that I thought we all agreed. I <laughs> I don't I think visually it's fine. I don't have a really problem with that except for like maybe again the overworld specifically sticks out to me as a, like a sore thumb because sure. it's just like nothing. Yeah. I think that yeah the character designs are fine but other aspects of it like yeah the world just design really did not and deliver just the overall idea a lot of things just, like Yeah, I mean this is up against Breath of the Wild, which is looks amazing. Uh, Wind Waker, which arguably is also beautiful to look at. And I also like Twilight Princess just for, like, it's really realistic looking and it looks awesome. Like, all the the character, the armor designs, the mask design, they all look great. Uh, no, I was like just going to mention, I uh, in Breath of the Wild, I have finally decided to enter Hyrule Castle. So I'm... Approaching oh the oh end, yeah, I, I mean, you're starting The Witcher. You got to finish Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm wrapping it up. Yeah. I kind of hit the point where I'm like, okay, you know what? I've I've spent enough time here. I think any further might be pushing my enjoyment factor a little bit. So I'm just I'm gonna. <laughs> we can finally <laughs> talk about it. Oh boy. Um, well, is there anything else about Skyward Sword? That's uh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's on, yeah, a lot, uh, yes. A lot so Max, no, you're gonna for, say something. Mine, I was gonna say. Uh, I feel like the, oh, yeah, yeah. one of the earlier times that I remember this feeling was, uh, I think it was 2008, and uh, it was Heavy Rain, which I think I oh, rented, yeah. actually. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. And, like, everyone was hyping this up. They are like, it's going to be, like, exactly <laughs> like a movie, man, but you can control the characters. Uh, and, like, there was so much hype for just, like, the graphics, uh, which I remember, I do remember looking at, like, one character's yeah. leather jacket and being like, whoa. Look at that. It looks like real leather. <laughs> like, the characters themselves didn't look that when, great, but... When critics are like, it looks really good for a video game, it's like, that's like a null point. Like, in ten years, it's gonna True. look like crap, yeah. so yeah. why even uh, bring it up? But yeah, I mean, I found the game just, like, awkward and dumb and kind of funny because, uh, yeah. like, basically most character movements that you can do, because this is basically just like a... Uh, interactive story game, but they just really felt the need to mm-hmm. map as many character motions as they could to on-screen prompts. Um, but you'll do like, say, a mm-hmm. left and then up motion to like open a door or something. Uh, but you can just move left and then move yeah. back right and just repeat the character. They'll just stand there moving <laughs> like forwards, Shimmy backwards, a little bit. forwards, backwards, <laughs> and you can just do it forever. So it's like you can purposely just make the game into this dumb puppet show. But I, I mean, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but people were like, "Oh, this is like some good drama," and I'm like, "This is like a bad TV show." I don't, you know. 
Yeah, on on top of that, like the guy writing the the dialogue and directing it was he's like is English well, even and his some first of the language? actors like I, I think it's yeah he's, he's like a, he's French, a French guy, guy right I mean, and like which whatever yeah. French people could speak English or whatever but like some of the actors like had very clear sure. accents and they like their characters were not really supposed to yeah uh, which I mean definitely at least that studio's yeah. games got better in later but at least having played Beyond Two Souls which was after Heavy Rain I thought that was like an even worse game I than Heavy Rain but. That. Oh, no. Just in like the, it got a lot stupider. I mean, so maybe that maybe that's better at the end of the day. <laughs> Starring Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page. Yeah. It was yeah, it was Ellen Page's wild <laughs> So I'm, I'm yeah, it was unintentionally hilarious. Like you said, I think there was like moments in that game that like I was like into it. Like I think there was like some puzzle where you had to like cut off your uh, yeah. hand or no, I was, something. No, I was into that. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. those parts, but... Yeah, yeah, those, like, yeah. those those parts, those torture puzzles or whatever, those were fun. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, yeah. The best part of the game was when I cut off my own finger. There, there's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, we got our episode title. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm... And so, in summary, I'm looking forward to when Detroit Become Human is $5. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, good choices, gang. Um, those are all yeah. truly pretty. Well, okay, actually, I think Grand Theft Auto might be like I don't know. More people might like more Grand Theft Auto now. People still like Grand Theft Auto than either of those other games. Yeah, I think people might fight me more on Grand Theft Auto than the other two. But anyway, mm, maybe I just okay. have bad taste. The question <laughs> has been answered. So, moving right along, uh, we're going to get to the main event and discuss Metroid Prime. <laughs> 40, min- 40 minutes in. 40 minutes in, uh, Here roughly. we go. Uh, we'll see how that gets under editing. But We've been off the air for a long gotta time, lo- okay? Gotta loosen up those radio muscles. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime uh, is a first-person shooter developed by Retro Studios. It is the first non-2D game in the Metroid franchise. Uh, it was, they were a studio who basically just had some tech demos, uh, for a first person action adventure game. Uh, and Nintendo liked what they saw and commissioned them to do the next Metroid game. Uh, it released on the GameCube in 2002, uh, and was later ported to the Wii with, uh, new play control, uh, as were at least a couple other, uh, GameCube games. Uh, and then it was also released in the Metroid Prime Trilogy, also on the Wii, and then later in the Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii U eShop. So, uh, Metroid Prime is basically a similar game to the 2D Metroid games, uh, the genre that has come to be known as Metroidvania, which is basically an open-world exploration game where you acquire new power-ups that then let you visit new areas of the world, so it's very exploration and backtracking-based. Metroid Prime basically continues that, but in 3D, you have a you know 3D multi-level, multi-zone world that you're running around through, finding power-ups that let you explore new areas and collect more power-ups, so on and so forth, until the game eventually ends about 13 hours in, or so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> we are led to believe. We're led to believe the that the game eventually ends. Three experts are telling you it ends That's at what, the 13-hour well, mark. Tells me it ends at the 13-hour mark. Um, 
none of us got far mm. enough, or none of us finished the game, basically. I, I think <laughs> and hope, at least, that I got the farthest, but that was maybe... You did. Uh, we're sorry. I, I was over halfway done. I was maybe Probably, two-thirds yeah. of the way done. Uh, we'll talk more about why we didn't finish the mm. game uh, a little bit later. So, I guess... Speaking of that, this was, you know, the first 3D game in the Metroid franchise. It's a, you know, for all intents and purposes, a first person shooter, though I think it kind of plays a little bit more like a almost a point and click adventure game. Uh, what yeah. were your thoughts on kind of the presentation <laughs> of the game? The Did did the series, uh, I know you guys have at least dabbled in the 2D Metroid games. I've played literally mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. of them and stayed away from Metroid Prime for a long time because I didn't like first person shooters. Uh, that was my attitude for a long time. I've come around on that and have some first-person shooters mm-hmm. that I now really enjoy. Uh, but in terms of just kind of how the game looks and feels, uh, wh- how did you guys feel about that? Did they did they make a decent transition into 3D? Um, okay, well, decent transition to 3D mechanically, I'd like to talk about separately, but as far oh, as, yeah. like, visually Please. goes, I mean... Um, I think it looks pretty good, especially for the time of 2002. Um, I I think this generally it has like a good creepy tone to it, which I think is kind of iconic of the Metroid series, like kind of a sense mm-hmm. of like isolation, except monsters are there too. Um, there's a lot of wide open spaces and also a lot of like tiny claustrophobic spaces that I don't know, like they, they were kind of work in tandem with each other to kind of give you this sense of, uh, again, exploration. Um, Uh, One thing I think that people really like about Metroid Prime that I also appreciated uh, to an extent um, is that, you know, you have this scanner visor and you can like Mm -hmm. scan things for story bits. Like in the opening level, you're like on this abandoned space colony or something. You're trying to figure out what happened and you're like scanning this corpse and it's like a space pirate body uh, looks like deceased cause of death acid burns from the inside or something. I'm like, that's interesting. And you go to like another thing. It's like a broken glass container. It's like, looks like it was broken from the inside or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so, you know, you're trying to, there's a lot of environmental storytelling, which is kind of neat. I like that Mm -hmm. a lot about it, but I will say at a certain point you get tired of scanning everything. Like at yes. a certain point I was just like, okay, yes. I don't really need to know why this is happening. I just need to mm-hmm. find the next missile so I can get to the next thing. Yeah. Um so And then scanning takes like a few seconds. Scanning takes just, a minute. It's not seamless. Like, you have okay, to Okay, I know. <laughs> it's not so much like you're looking at the environment and you get to be like, "Oh, that looks interesting." You have mm-hmm. to like look at an environment and then pop on your scanner to look in the environment. Right, which is a button press and then another button hold. Yeah. to scan the actual item. Which yeah. sounds a little nitpicky, but you know, when you have to do it every single time, it's definitely like it yeah. breaks the flow of the game, I think for yeah, sure. But definitely. yeah, definitely. anyway, that's the that's how I feel like the presentation-wise visually, but yeah. Yeah, I think it I think it looked pretty good for the time. I, I appreciate all the little things they did like if you step into steam, like the steam will fog up your your helmet. Uh there's like snow and it's like hitting against your your helmet nicely. I, all those little things is nice. Um, I'm sure for the time Samus in 3d must've been an awesome, like thing to see for the first time. Um, it does look a little silly now cause she just looks so like, like too shiny and there's like no details anywhere. It's just like, she's just a power suit. Um, yeah. Anyway, Max, uh, well, uh, building on that, I, I, 
maybe the first time my visor got fog- fogged up, I thought it was cool. And then every other time I was like, oh, God, this is really annoying. Like anything that because the game is very it tries to be very immersive in that you are Samus. You can see all her little heads up displays inside of her mask. Mm -hmm. uh, And, you know, your mask can be interacted with by the world. But like because the game is not in high definition like anything that's going <laughs> to fog up the screen is just going to make it really hard CRTV. to see what's going on. And for me, the game mm-hmm. uh, just kind of looked blurry and it was a lot of times hard to tell where I was. Yeah. Tim, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I personally turned, um, down the opacity. You, yeah. You yeah. can oh, turn that down on the HUD. Like I made it so yep. I could barely see the numbers on my screen just so I could see yep. what was going on. Uh, in the world a little That bit was better. pretty cool. I, I love that little option. That okay. You well, I appreciate the I customization. I guess I should have checked there. out the options yeah. because maybe I would have finished the game. <laughs> so I could see what I was doing, but let, <laughs> let it be known. Numbers. Let it be known. The default <laughs> options are so optimal. That <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I will say, this is the thing I was like thinking about for a long time, kind of weirdly enough. Like, I don't know why I had a bigger problem seeing Samus become a ball in 3D, <laughs> 3D. more than what it was in 2D. Yeah. And then that opened up a whole can of worms. I'm like, why do I accept things in 2D more than 3D? <laughs> and then I, I went into crazy area. Like, we could talk about oh. that later, but like, why do we accept certain things in 2D. I mean, I guess the short answer would be it promotes a sense of realism, I guess. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, it, cause, it's like it's like too real. Well, like we said, they're going for this immersive thing, whereas a 2D Metroid, yeah. I don't they weren't I don't think they were really going for anything super immersive, whereas here mm-hmm. it's you're like I am mm-hmm. Samus and then you're all of a sudden it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now I am a ball. tiny I'm a tiny but like a tiny ball. I mean, like what? How big do you think that ball is? Like uh-huh. 1 foot across? Yeah, it's, like it's not it's a basketball. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she must shrink, right? Like, that's what happens. You can shoot hoops but, like, with that Samus's happens ball. in <laughs> Metroid, uh, you know, well, anyway. Anyway, sorry. Um, Max, yeah. what did you think about presentation-wise? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I, I think I said basically what I wanted to say. I, I think maybe their their goal of trying for immersiveness ended up kind of shooting them in the foot, uh, in that it just, for me, made the game kind of harder to understand what was going on a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I mean, not mm-hmm. that it was, I was like, what's it? Uh, but it just, I guess it didn't immerse me necessarily. I, I don't know if maybe, maybe a Metroid game's never going to immerse me that much, <laughs> but I, and, right. and maybe, I think, maybe yeah, it just needed better hardware. I think yeah. like they were limited a lot it's, for what it's they true. wanted. It was a semi early first person shooter. It should be noted. I think that it's a single stick first person shooter. Um, you know, yes. so that's that, you know, obviously we've come, we've come away uh, in graphics and gameplay. Um, probably Question, single, pro- si- sorry, single stick, like as in on the GameCube controller, like you can only use one stick. You use the same stick for aiming and moving. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So oh, you, well, you played the so, Wii U yeah, I, we controller. Yeah, we to talk about yeah. this. So I, oh, I, I played God. the <laughs> Wii version, which was ported to the Wii U, because for whatever reason, and this is my own, again, Nintendo gripe about what... Like, when I'm looking for games to assign you guys, and I'm trying to pick a Nintendo game, it's extremely annoying to have to, like, figure out, okay, which ones are on the virtual console? Okay, which one of these are mm-hmm. ports of a Game Boy Advance version or a Wii yeah. version instead of the Super Nintendo or... GameCube version, respectively. Like, they just, it's, it's, their back catalog's hard to access. So, in any case, yes. I had the Wii version, which meant I was using the Wiimote controls, which were motion controls. 
And uh, I can't tell you how much of a turnoff that was for me, but maybe it also cool. didn't control super well in the GameCube either. So the other option was also yeah. garbage. And so. So that I want to. I'm interested. So how do the Wii controls work exactly? It's just aiming with the Wii mote and moving with the nunchuck. Is there a lock on? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm trying to remember like how. I'm, uh, <laughs> if you can see me in the, the the screen, I have my hands holding a ghost Wiimote and a ghost nunchuck. As I'm trying to remember how <laughs> I was playing. Um, yeah. The 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 control stick is used to basically, I think, strafe and move more or less. And then mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. Wiimote, I was aiming my okay. sense of direction, and that gotcha. got real old real fast like i was reading online that a lot of people like said they preferred it it's like that's the way to play it and i was like if this is the way to play it i don't know what the other way works i mean i've, like, I've got it you i've got the other way that sounds a little bit nicer <laughs> does and it you can move Gosh. you can a move little bit somewhat easily at the same time i mean i'm not i mean uh-huh. i still think a normal dual analog stick or mouse and keyboard i guess would be probably preferable to either of those but sure yeah. well i don't know i'll tell you what like um it was not fun aiming with the Wiimote, like, to get, like, precision, mm. um, especially on, like, moving targets. So what I did was I went into the the control options, and I hit it so that um, whatever option was for the lock-on, it used to be, like, you could, like, lock-on to something, and but you could still move the camera around, kind of freeform. Uh, I had it so that lock-on locked to the camera, too. So really, when I got in engagements, I just hit the lock-on button and mashed A, hit the lock-on button to the next enemy and mashed A. Which, it basically gets rid of the reason to use the Wii yeah. mode, because that's basically what it is on yeah, GameCube. Yeah, which is fine. I Again, it yeah. was... It was it, was too it was like a mixture of too sensitive and not sensitive enough depending on what you were trying to do yeah. in the situation so um yeah it was not an enjoyable control experience well, yeah. on the mm. Wiimote so yeah, yeah I'm moving on I think let's let's I guess talk about the controls and the kind of just the feeling in general uh Evan I mean do you want to speak to it on the GameCube controller Evan oh yeah um so yeah it's basically what Tim said that last part right there um, you move with one stick. Uh, the other stick controls like what energy weapon you're using. Yes, right, correct. Max. Is that, that is correct? correct? It controls okay. your beam. So, so there is no other, you know, stick to look around. So basically, engagements come down to walk into room, tap L, which is the lock on button, and then mash A. Um, and that's that's basically it. Like there are, there are some bosses, of course, that have like a shield, so you have to lock on and like walk around them, and maybe jump by pressing B. You kind of like strafe a little quicker, and you shoot them in the butt. Um, that that's basically cool. it. And uh, and the yeah. lock on is like because so, I remember I remember hearing people praising this game and being like. It's cool because it's like you are Samus, and Samus wouldn't miss. Like that's the like quote unquote excuse for the lock on. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if that's an official, you know, like actual explanation, or if that's just what somebody thought was that of. like a early two thousands. That's like a like, game FAQs commenter. <laughs> sure, but. sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, so it meant like if you're somewhere where there's like more than one enemy, which happens a lot, there's a lot of these like tiny swarm type enemies is uh, you'll just be mashing yes. both the lock on button. Yes. And the button. So you're just like robotically yeah. jerking around at like five <laughs> angles per second. And I'm like, this just doesn't feel yep. good. 
And uh, I mean, another part of it no. is too. I hate the I hate the triggers on the GameCube controller. I'm sorry, they the take way too long to press. It's just, they have too mm-hmm. you know whatever high of an action. They're not they're it. not digital. It's like analog, right? And, like it's like yeah. And just the noise. Of, it's just this like floop 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 noise when I'm like aiming and shooting <laughs> yeah. at multiple people. And just like for, so for <laughs> me the <laughs> the shooting just didn't feel very good. The jumping no. didn't and feel that, great. I, I enjoyed it more once you unlocked right. the double jump. Because uh, then there's a, there's mm-hmm. a little bit more fun to it there. Uh, That's the where only I things I feel like the only things I really enjoyed while I was controlling the game was like double jumping and doing like charge attacks. Um, just because it's fun to hold mm-hmm. a button and then let it go. I expe- I appreciate mm-hmm. it as well. Sure. You could do a super missile in normal old Metroid games. You just select the super missile and then shoot it. But in this one, you had to charge mm-hmm. up a shot and then press the missile button. Uh, and I kind of like that. Uh, yeah, Tim. Yeah, so I mean, like, if we're kind of segueing into like how the game felt, um, I think the still kind of we could frame this as the transition from two D to three D. Uh, there's something big I want to talk mm. about is uh, platforming. Um, like oh, yeah. you, Max, you mentioned getting the double jump. That was the first, <laughs> incidentally, around where I stopped playing. But that was the first time I felt like it was enjoyable to navigate anything because. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Metroid, it's in Super Metroid, all the 2D Metroids, it's they're platformers, right? You're jumping from platform to platform. You can see Samus's entire body, you know exactly how high she jumps, you know where she's gonna land. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine, that translates. As soon as you're in a third, as soon as you're in a 3D world in first person, when you can't see your legs, you know, it's very hard to judge yeah. jump distances, it's mm-hmm. very hard to know, like, exactly, like, how fast and to be running how much yeah where i need to jump from you know um Mm -hmm. yeah it just it felt really bad and getting the double jump was like it felt overdue like i felt like i like the first three or four hours or whatever is torture without that so um Mm -hmm. yeah that was not a thing that translated well i think um yeah which one of you uh, uh, okay (laughs) so no i I agree i think the core of what makes like especially Super Metroid and the later 2D Metroids really good to this day is that there's a lot of backtracking, sure, but movement feels really good and precise. So when I'm moving mm-hmm. around the world, mm-hmm. I'm having a good time, even if I'm you know going back to an area I've been to before. Whereas, to Tim's point, the 3D platforming in, in this game was just... It just felt sloppy and not fun, and I would fall off a lot. Uh, I, I think, and, and even other games, I mean, released, I guess this is a little bit later of an example, but Half-Life 2 had a lot of platforming, but it felt like a more precise control where I didn't feel like I was just kind of flopping mm-hmm. myself up onto this platform and I hope I don't fall off. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I think it can be done well, but I, uh, it just wasn't a lot of fun. And I, you need that double jump to even get that little bit of control where you feel like, okay, I might know what I'm doing and feel like I'm not just going to fall off every platform. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. uh, to the point of the backtracking feeling miserable. That was like, you know, that's all I want to say. That's most of this game, right? Like is, is yeah. yeah, we should probably explain a little bit more in depth. We mentioned before that it's like you find power ups to progress, but it'd be more accurate to say you go through a zone, you realize you can't go any further in that zone. You have to walk out of that zone to find the thing that lets you get through that zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the process, you might walk through two or three other wrong zones with more blocked doors. And the entire game is just mm-hmm. a series of locked doors. And of course, 
you could say that mm-hmm. uh, as a, in a grand sense about like any game, right? Like it's just like a bunch of doors you're yeah. trying to unlock. But but yeah. but when you notice it, yeah, that's I the mean problem. that's <laughs> and and the backtracking's like. And you guys maybe need to help me out because Max, you mentioned that it was more enjoyable in the 2D Metroids. But like, what I hated was I would clear a room of these really annoying enemies that just were not fun to dispatch, mm-hmm. and I would have to come back through that same swarm of annoying bees. You know, like I don't want to shoot the bees again. <laughs> it's a normal Metroid. Yeah, too, so. and, like I just <laughs> I, at a certain point, I just I wasn't even like trying to speed run it or anything, but I just like I took the damage. I would just like run through, get mm-hmm. hit by whatever, and yeah. get where I needed to go. You know, it's not a particularly like challenging game. It's just kind of slow, um, and you don't know where to go most of the time, right? I guess that's supposed to be the the allure of it, but I don't know. It's a double edged sword yeah. in this case. I was also gonna say like once you're in a 3D space, um, I get I get snagged on like just level designs more like i walk into like this very natural setting and then there's like a half pipe <laughs> why, like, why is, so I'm i guess i'm to supposed roll? to roll around yeah. here okay <laughs> i will say to the game's credit all the ball physics and like moving around in the ball i thought pretty much felt good the ball yeah. physics are fun <laughs> you're fast yeah, and yeah. you're heavy instead of being this weird floaty kind of thing mm-hmm. so uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah in fact i like being the ball yes, more than absolutely. human salmon like moving around as the ball i was like oh i wasn't there like a Metroid pinball game? Like, <laughs> finally, <laughs> now give I the people what they want. <laughs> um, I also noticed, uh, as far as you mentioned, Evan, you mentioned 3D level design, and I hadn't really thought about this before. But um, this is something that I think maybe is a fault in it's multiple platformers that I haven't really been able to quantify until just this moment. But uh, sometimes mm. there's points where you think, like, there's a ledge you're trying to get to, and I feel like mm. I was like so close on my jumps. And I couldn't tell if it was my mm. fault or if I needed a power-up. And this is before I had the double jump or mm-hmm. before I knew there was a double jump. Yeah. And I feel like mm-hmm. that maybe is the game design flaw when it's like it's constructed in such I, a way that like it, it feels absolutely. like I can almost get there, but I feel like I'm failing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was a yeah. moment at one yeah. point uh, a little bit later in the game when you're in this flooded ship. And I was jumping up these platforms and I like could jump up pretty much all of them. And then there was this one jump that I was like, I tried it and I was like, I was right there. It was basically what you were just talking about. And so then after like half an hour stuck in this one room, I, I look it up because I'm like, what? And it's like, you need the gravity suit, which lets you jump high underwater. And I'm like, they should have made it like like 1.5 <laughs> times higher. as high. Or, or, really or high. Even, or like not let me make that first jump and the subsequent seven jumps. Uh-huh. So, right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. So that is the good. I'm glad yeah. I'm not crazy and alone. And, in that and one, I think that was, I think mm-hmm. to Tim's point of just like the backtracking became such a slog. I think that's why none of us finished the game. I think that's kind of the heart yeah. of it is that mm-hmm. obviously there's some good things about the game, but just like the main act of getting through it was not enjoyable to me. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it became a matter of how fast can I get through this room, not what's in this room, you know, like, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, it was, it felt like a chore. (laughs) It was a chore. Um, And and yeah, just like I kind of said before, like every room was just bland and not fun to explore. I mean, if, if part of the fun of a Metroidvania game is to explore, there wasn't a lot of fun exploring these maps. Uh, Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I mean, so I mean, moving along from that kind of general game feel, um, I will say that one thing that I appreciated about the game was in other Metroid games, 
you basically just run your head into the wall until you figure out where to go. Uh, in this one, if you spend mm-hmm. not even that long kind of moving around the world, your map will just kind of start to beep, and it'll be like, hey, weird energy detected in this sector. And they're like, oh, okay, I guess I got to go there. Go over here, stupid. And, that was, yeah, no, and I like, remember. I could see yeah. some people being like, Oh, it's just telling me where to go. But I'm like, I was just like, thank you. I needed this. Like, I wish you told me from <laughs> no, the beginning. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know. And I'm not yeah. saying like I want every game to be like that. But in this case, I think it was that was a good idea mm-hmm. that they put in this game. Sure. Um, yeah, that that was pretty smart because like in the original Metroids, like you're you're shooting everything, you're wasting your bombs on like things. It's like, will this work? Will this work? And there's a lot more of that in a 3D space, right? Like, do I have to shoot every inch of these walls? And they're like, we should probably just tell them where to go so they can. Well, this out I will themselves. say that I think maybe the most fun I had in this game, and this actually maybe reflects to what Evan, what an aspect Evan liked about Resident Evil, um, was opening up the map and being like, okay, so that door's locked, mm. that door's locked. Uh, let's. So if I navigate this way, you know, like like opening up the map and kind of planning my route when I was actually mm-hmm. doing the route, yep. I wasn't having a lot of fun. But, you know, the idea of mm-hmm. like, you know, eliminating paths and figuring out what the right path was, that mm-hmm. was uh, I liked that, I guess. So, yeah. 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 And I think that's a very that's very central to Metroidvania is like just opening your map and then looking at what worked and what didn't. And then like, well, I kind of like the idea of Sam is just like standing somewhere, just like pulling out like a like a road map and being like, all right, like just a triple A. Didn't work. (laughs) I will. The monsters are like, can we? I will say, too, that like like uh, like level design wise, I actually did appreciate like some of the some of the rooms that you went to were cool. Like, I'm not going to say I hated, like, all the environments necessarily, and I mm-hmm. I really wish that they were in, you know, more highly detailed, but, I mean, that's... A lot of this is just kind of limitations of the time when the game came out in kind of first-person and 3D mm-hmm. level design. But but some of the environments I thought were actually kind of cool and felt, like, a little bit naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree. So, uh, a lot of the set dressing like felt nice and real, but I'm just yeah, some of the so, very more so, obvious things, yeah. like the half pipe thing I said, or like three pillars that are kind of like yeah. jumpable heights. I'm like, oh wow, where am I supposed <laughs> yeah, to go? Yeah. <laughs> Why did they design this yeah, place to maybe be like this? It, I think maybe um, the environments were cool, but maybe not organic in some of those mm-hmm. ways. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that that's a that's ver- that's a fine line. And this was like their first 3D sort of game, so they it's just like a you know Ocarina of Time for Zelda. It was like some people didn't like it because it's like that weird transition period where it's like what works mm-hmm. in 3D space. We're not exactly sure. Um, oh, another thing I, I I wanted to bring up for the uh, like the visual aesthetic of it, um, which I didn't like, was so the game is constantly pitching to you how like real it is right you're like oh i'm samus this is a real place and then like when you fight a boss and get a power up it's just like a glowing missile and it's like (laughs) (laughs) okay like immersion broke again um it's like you could have just made like a like a missile on the ground and then she finds i don't know it was just like just these these things from 2d games that just made their way into this game and it's just like yeah it doesn't work here anymore yeah and kind of like a a big idea that i had about this game was like do you think it was hurt by being a metroid game do you think if retro studios just got to make whatever game they wanted to make and didn't have to incorporate these enemies and these power-ups and these characters do you think it would have been a better game yeah i mean maybe yeah, when you when you said that they they just pitched that to Nintendo and they just bought the you know 
that, um, I was like, yeah, that game could have been really cool and really interesting. Um, but now that they had to do a first person uh, realistic Metroid game. I don't know. Maybe that it was always a lost in translation. It was always a for. I think the gameplay was basically there. Uh, I will say that because I know they their demo was just mm-hmm. called action adventure and it was a first person action adventure. So at least the first person <laughs> and the mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. basic probably you know moving around the world was probably there before it was Metroid. But I'm because j- I'm just thinking like nice. in terms of enemies, for example. I didn't find any of the, like, any, or Mm -hmm. at least most. Maybe there were a couple enemies that I had fun fighting, but most of them were just not fun. They were Mm -hmm. either, let me just shoot this thing, or this thing will not take shots, which is annoying. Let me find a different way to, like, oh, I've got to go around it, or, oh, I've got to let it eat me and then put a bomb inside of it. (laughs) None of it felt super Uh fun to do, and I maybe that a lot of that is just because the movement didn't feel fun, so I wasn't, and the shooting didn't feel great, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't having fun doing any of the actions, but... I wonder yeah. if they, sorry, to bring it back around to the, like, because it's a Metroid game, I wonder if a lot of that was, like, oh, Metroid has these crawling spiky guys, I guess we gotta have these crawling spiky guys, uh, you know, whereas they had exactly. less, yeah, I, was, I, was, I think, they, yeah. not that, I'm, they invented a decent amount of new stuff for Metroid, so it's, I'm not saying that they had no original ideas, but I wonder if being tied to using some mm-hmm. of these old ideas hurt them. And especially because this is a different planet than other mm-hmm. Metroids took place on. So like they could have yeah. designed entirely new enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Already there stuff. in the first yeah. place. And it's not like there's a lot of iconic like creatures to kill in Metroid besides the space yeah. pirates and it's bosses, of course. Uh, besides that, it's just like bugs or like aliens from yeah. alien, the movie. So yeah. no, I did. I got nothing. I, I, That's yeah, I agree. I mean, like I mentioned before that the enemies, like, especially like the, the swarms of smaller enemies just was just like a, a pain, a pain in the ass. So yeah, a little pain in the butt. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, one, one thing mm-hmm. that another Max. thing that I did appreciate about the game, uh, the game's puzzles when it had them, I thought were very like kind of naturally integrated in that a lot of times I found the solution to a puzzle before I even found the thing that the puzzle was preventing me from accessing. And so that would mm-hmm. usually feel good. And that's just kind mm-hmm. of looking around with your scanner. It's like, there's not a whole lot to it, but it still, yeah. it still felt nice when I didn't have to go back to do something. I had already done it. I already opened that door. And it happened. Uh, it happened yeah. a decent amount. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I enjoyed that. In that, that felt like a nice kind of benevolent designer's hand. Yeah, I, um, I will say the most triumphant mm-hmm. I felt was when there was a puzzle for a missile upgrade that required you to do the super bomb jump, and it didn't tell you how to do the oh, super bomb yeah, jump. I remember that one. But I kind of figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I can time this right, and yeah. then I did it, and I was like, Ah, ha, yeah, I'm a god. <laughs> had you? Oh yeah, five uh, missiles. Had nice. you never done a super bomb jump in a other Metroid game? Nope, I uh, played about half of Super Metroid, and that was. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm about I'm o for two on Metroid games <laughs> now. So. Um, yeah, I no, actually haven't beat Me- Super Metroid yet, but I did beat Metroid Fusion a long time ago, yeah. and I did enjoy that. <laughs> I, Fusion's so I'm one for three right now. <laughs> Fusion's probably the best one. I just can't admit mm-hmm. it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, why not? What's wrong with Fusion? I love Super Metroid too much. I have the nostalgia for it. Most oh, people okay. love Super Metroid the most, I mm-hmm. think. But mm-hmm. yeah, Fusion. Metroid Fusion looks pretty rad. Mm-hmm. Looks good, play, it, plays it, good. It's the controls are slightly better than Super Metroid, I think. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> like most things, it's nostalgia. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I thought that the series kind of strayed from the original Metroid games that proceeded on and did really well at was the story. Uh, as someone who's mm-hmm. you know played basically all the other Metroid games, they range from having essentially zero story to a little bit of a story. Uh, but mm-hmm. this one, because they had, you know, they basically, I think because they had to fill the world with something, um, a lot of both the environmental storytelling, as Tim said, the stuff you can scan, you can also scan like actually story sensitive stuff, which I mean, it basically adds up to what you'd see in a modern game probably as an audio log. Um, but mm-hmm. I actually found the story a little bit interesting, which I really mm-hmm. did not expect to in a Metroid game. Cause usually their stories are decently throw away and might have like one little emotional kind of thing at the end. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, just the story of it's basically you're reading the backstory of how the aliens who used to live on the planet uh, basically have disappeared and why everything's mm-hmm. in ruins. Um, yeah. I don't think I super need to go into the story, but it, it was, mm-hmm. it was interesting enough that every time I saw one of the like Chozo lore scannable, whatever, mysterious quicksand walls uh i was like Mm -hmm. oh boy i'm gonna get to scan this one like all the little stuff that was in the world like monitors that you can read like that that was like the low value story stuff i didn't really care about that and certainly stopped Mm -hmm. scanning that maybe an hour in but every time there Mm -hmm. was a main story thing to scan i was like oh what 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 will have happened and uh uh, now did that oh did that sort of like i guess is that more lore or is that actually like does that affect the story that Samus is experiencing so in the game. The what I liked about the lore things is that they are I believe they're mostly out of order. I mean, I guess the game is not 100% mm-hmm. linear so you can find them in a slightly different order, but they slowly lead up to the current setting of the story. So it's like oh, okay. things That's are kind of cool. coming together. I, I right. assume there's eventually some kind of climax. <laughs> you probably <laughs> might read it. Uh, we'll probably have to go on YouTube to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the ending just knocks it out of the park, and that's why we're... Yeah, so maybe it's it. just... Yeah. yeah, yeah. give it an Oscar moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also uh, enjoyed the, the little lore tidbits that you get throughout the game. It's just that it's barred behind... <laughs> Clicking L, holding A, and then waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why uh, the waiting? I, I don't guess know. To give, give the idea, the impression of being scanned. I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, just it's, like, it would be fine if, like, the first time you have to scan it, and then there's it has to like translate, so it takes time. But mm. every time after that, it's just instant. That would be great. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that, but maybe yeah. maybe it's loading in game. I don't know. <laughs> maybe that's, that's possible. <laughs> I I also enjoyed. It's, it's pretty cheesy now, but the load screen between levels, like when you're on the elevator and she's like looking mm-hmm. around it's like so early 2000s well, and just yeah. the elevator like they really <laughs> wanted you to give the impression that your elevator is going like 300 miles like, per hour <laughs> yeah, you know. this is a fast elevator <laughs> highway to the danger zone <laughs> uh so one one interesting story that happened to me. So I uh, I can trip over my controller, yank the GameCube off its shelf onto the floor. No problem. Game is fine. But I want to go from the Magmore Caverns to the Talon Overworld, and the game freezes the second I get on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, the game only froze on me once. Uh, so that's, okay. I mean, that's okay. Super side note, though, did you two like also love how small the GameCube dicks dis, dicks <laughs> the, the GameCube discs? Don't were. talk about the GameCube that way. <laughs> Freudian slip. 
<laughs> um, yes, the tiny discs of the GameCube are very are very cute. I always liked those a lot. Yeah, actually. they were nice. Yeah, um, it's kind of like how the Nintendo Switch cartridges are so very tiny. But yeah, I always feel bad about, about that. Yeah, I always feel bad about how like big the packaging is, though, because when you open mm-hmm. up the box, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like tiny little big waste of plastic on that. But then, what what do you think? This, I mean, would you just have preferred like a DS size? Yeah, DS size mm-hmm. would have been fine, That'd be I nice. think. But it's a console yeah. game. It has to stand alongside its, its brethren. Yeah, of course yeah, it does. I mean, I'm sure that's the <laughs> rationale. Go digital, baby. Yeah, we're all doing it. Boo. Save the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going all digital for my Switch, but for my PS4, I think I'm going to keep getting discs. Uh, no, see, I'm, I'm the other way. If I'm going to go digital on something, it's going to be a disc-based system. Cartridge-based. i gotta, mm. I got to have my physicals. Mm. Gosh. Uh, anyway... I mean, I, I think that was a decent wrap-up of Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, and uh, interesting news tidbit that happened since this episode was released, Nintendo mm. uh, made a press release that was basically like, yeah, so about Metroid Prime 4, we weren't doing a good <laughs> job, so we just gave it back to the guys who did 1 through 3. Um, and I have Whoa. to say, I'm pretty excited for Metroid Prime 4 just because I'm excited to see what this game can do on like a modern system with modern controls, mm-hmm. modern uh-huh. gameplay, modern and, game design. And game yeah. design. Yes. Uh, so 3D I'm, has been established for like 20 years now. I'm probably <laughs> not going to play Metroid Primes 2 or 3, but I, I am, I am yeah. at least interested in 4. I'll probably watch a well, trailer. What was the um, release window? Like, what was the time frame that 1, 2, and 3 were released? Was it, like, 2002, 2005, 2008 or something? Like, was it, like, three years or so between them or what? That sounds right, but... I, yeah, Max. I want to say that's that sounds... I would I would guess 2002, 2004, 2007. I think that might be a slight mm. Those are also guesses, but yeah. I think they may be a little more accurate. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that might be fair. But I guess I'm, I'm saying, like, those all came out in, you know... You know, same generation, right? Uh, basically, uh-huh. three oh. was on the Wii, uh, but yes, yeah, with, within within a smallish yeah, gap of each other. However, who knows with new games and how far along Nintendo had it, and how much they're completely mm-hmm. redoing it, and right? I, yeah. I think it's, I mean it's been eleven years now, so eleven or twelve or however many yeah. years since the last. It's one, been so ten years hopefully. since the trilogy was released, so it must have been at least at least eleven years since three was released. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just like how the game has been delayed, much like this podcast. Uh, for yes. Metroid. <laughs> Art imitates life. Uh, so that's Metroid Prime. Uh, we can wrap it up and, and go around with our scores. Um, Tim, would you like I'm to start? To th- yeah, I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say about it. I'm pretty sure I hit my gripes. So, yeah. Um, you know, I mean... Uh, I, I think we've done this in the past where like I've like tried to give it credit for its time, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to say I really did not have a very good time with this game. And maybe part of that is just, I'm not really that into Metroidvanias. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was just the, the constant feeling like I was like being, you know, just stonewalled. Like it was just, mm-hmm. a, it was a game full of dead ends for me. Um, and I didn't really feel gratified in finding the keys i was more like finally and then you know <laughs> i found another locked door immediately behind that locked door so yeah i i will give it a 63 
63 inches. Not a 65. You don't want to go by nah, fives? No. Nah. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping not the quite scores, a 60, man. but not quite a 65. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the same sentiments as Tim. I, I think it's... I mean, it was a valiant try, but God damn, did it fail in so many aspects. And especially years after the fact, we can look back and say, right. wow, what a pile of crap. <laughs> yep. But at least it had cool things like yeah i mean seeing samus in 3d i'm sure for the time was an awesome feeling and to be in that helmet must have felt awesome but i don't feel that (laughs) so i'm going to be a little more lenient than tim and give it a 70 all right i mean uh i think we i i wish i was the dissenter and i loved it but uh (laughs) it is what it is i mean and as someone tim was like maybe i just don't like metroidvanias i love metroidvanias uh, uh-huh. but I love them when the movement and exploration feels really good to do, and it just wasn't there yeah. for me in Metroid Prime. Uh, despite there being yeah. a lot of things, a lot of little things about the game that I did like and appreciate, and were obviously good at the time, uh, and some still good today, but yeah, I've got, I'll say, I'll say 72, because uh, mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it was all right. <laughs> I just I just want to mention like how we all came to the realization that we none of us had finished yes. it. Um, like it was Max's <laughs> game that he assigned, so like I wanted to do its due diligence, but like mm-hmm. after like you know we we weren't really talking about it much yeah. for like yeah. a couple months. Like the holidays kind of came and went. We kind of were like, ah, oh, we're we're tr- we're, we're plugging along, it. you know. But at a certain point, I just kind of talked to Evan. I was like, hey how far are you? <laughs> and we found out we both stopped at the exact same point. And then yeah. we're like, do you yeah. think Max is, Max is beating it? Like, are, is he going to be disappointed in us? And then I think we all had some drinks and we like confronted Max. I was like, uh-huh. how far are you? And he's like, I'm only a couple hours past you guys. And we're all like, okay, all right, we're done. So we're done. We're here. done. Um, anyway. Yeah. And then like for me too, my entire playthrough was kind of cursed in the beginning. Cause like, I got my GameCube from my girlfriend, Jane, but it was missing a wire. And then I was like, I, I guess it's not happening. And then like weeks passed, not even weeks passed, a few days passed. And then went online and bought it and took some time to get to me. Yeah, it was just, it was just not, it, the stars weren't aligned for this game, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's Metroid Prime, the first game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> bad start, bad start. No, bad we, start. we've got nowhere to go but up. That's true. Yeah. All right. All right, so um, this game uh, actually got a 97 on Metacritic, you guys. <laughs> this, is way, this is one of the highest rated games in history on Metacritic. No. I throw my I, head back and laugh. Okay, okay, wait. <laughs> this is like based off of uh, like reviews from 2002 that they yes, collected? Contem- like, yes, contemporary yes. at the time reviews. How many reviews are there counted uh, there? Let's find out. It should say, right? I also felt that... Um, the game was kind of hindered when it used met old Metroid music. I thought it was better when it just made its own music. I will say that. Um, I, I did like the music. I forgot to mention agreed. that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty music cool, was cool. Like, like weird, like electro yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> the 97 Metacritic score is based on 70 critics. So, Oh, <laughs> what? They're all out of the game oh now. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it's it was the hotness when it came out. That's, that's why I asked that question at the beginning of the show. It was because uh, yeah. I think, you know, all of us kind of felt that way about Metroid Prime. Uh, in a, yeah, well, I mean, when you said, when you said this is going to be my question, I was like, can I say Metroid Prime? <laughs> uh, oh, it's even got a little badge here. Metacritic must play. Mm. Oh, yeah, it must play and see how... <laughs> 
how far we've come as a society. Jesus. Um, question. <laughs> can we look up the review? I don't know if it's going to be illuminating or not, but like the re-release for like the Metroid oh, Prime yeah, Trilogy. I just want to see like more recent reviews of it. Uh, yeah. I mean, the Metroid Prime Trilogy uh, did get a lower score. The thing about the trilogy is it's also three games in one, so you're not really um, just rating Metroid Prime. To yeah, be fair. true. But it has a 91, also Metacritic must play. That, that must be a new thing for games that get over 90. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. highly rated even, uh, what, seven years after its release in the collection. I mean, I, think I, I don't think, I don't think would, two or three are necessarily, like, like lauded as way better than the original. I mean, I've, I, at uh-huh. least I've never heard that. They got, they have ni- a 92 and a 90, respectively, so they were a little bit less beloved in their times. I think this I think is... It would be fun to go back and, like, read an actual review and see how glowing it is. Yeah, we'll do that off the air, but <laughs> is this the biggest disparity we've had thus far? Uh, I think some of our extreme panning was a little bit more disparate, um, but we'll find mm. out at the end of the season when we run the numbers. Mm, I guess so, yeah. Uh, run the numbers, baby. All right, cool. All right, well, okay. All right. Moving right along, uh, our roulette game for the month was Joggernauts. Uh, Joggernauts mm. was released in late 2018, many months ago when we uh, ran the roulette last time. Mm. Uh, developed <laughs> yep. by Space Mace and published by Graffiti Games for the Switch and PC. This is a co-op platformer game. Uh, so mm-hmm. basically, the game is an auto-scrolling platformer. Uh, and the only buttons that you can use are jump uh, or switch places. Uh, and what that does is somewhat hard to explain, uh, but you have two <laughs> players, one red and one blue. Let's assume we're using two players because I don't want to get into more than that. Uh, if you mm-hmm. are at the back, uh, it's a 2D side-scroller, so one of you is in the front towards the right of the screen and one of you is in the back towards the left of the screen. Uh, if you press the switch button... You and you are in the back, you will move to the front, switching places with the person in the back. Uh, you will switch places so that, say, if they are in the air and you were on the ground, you will go to exactly where they were in the air, and then they will move to the ground. So it can make timing your jumps a little bit tricky. And the goal is basically to just get through some fairly short levels. Um, mm-hmm. You'll have to switch because some, certain enemies you can destroy by just walking into them if you are their color. But if the other person touches them, they will die. And then you have to either mm-hmm. figure something out and s- figure a way to stay alive <laughs> or you will also die and then uh, it'll, you'll go back to a checkpoint. Uh, so it's an extremely mm-hmm. it's extremely co-op intensive. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I will say for myself, I've played a decent amount of couch co-op games and I feel like none of them have required such intense like focused cooperation uh, as Joggernauts, yep. and I and I found that to be really interesting about it. Um, if you guys want to, how did you guys play the games? Yeah, I played yeah. it with Sarah, well, my fiance. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. I played it alone. Um, me too. Yeah. And so let me just say, <laughs> and it was really hard. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Uh, and like to, uh, it's, again, it's it's hard to explain to a listener, but you know, it's. It's a runner game, right? Like your your mm-hmm. characters are moving consistently, and you are just in charge of jumping, right? So yep. 
um, if you know you have two people playing one person for each character, it's maybe a little bit more organic. But when you're playing one person controlling both characters, all of oh a sudden God. you have to time your jumps for two different characters. Yes. Um, and also and manage the switching <laughs> in order to make sure you can yeah. get past obstacles. So um, uh-huh. it, I, I could feel it scratching a part of my brain I don't think I've used before. <laughs> like, yeah, the galaxy brain. Yeah, like within. it, it, um, it kind of like turned what I am familiar with platforming like on its head. It's just like mm-hmm. it's like it's bit trip runner, but like in 4D. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> that. It was very hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, Max, no, what I find to... interesting about that is you were like, the jumping was hard. Uh, and, and so for me, I was like, the jumping was easy. I just have to jump when a ledge comes up. But the switching mm-hmm. is hard with two people because you have to coordinate. Yeah. And eventually, because w- when we started, I was like, I don't know if we're going to get through more than like a level or two. Uh, but we cleared the entire uh-huh. first world because we kept getting better. Like you, we could totally feel ourselves getting more in sync and getting better at the game. And you really have That's to like cool. rely mm-hmm. on the other person. It's 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 yeah, a lot I, like dancing in that like you're not just doing your part. You're there dancing with somebody. You have to rely on them. Well, that sounds great. I feel like this should be a co-op only game because alone I was like getting so frustrated. And and on top of that, like I felt like you had like you you could only progress up to a certain point and then it's like you need th- th- these many trophies. And I was like I had like half that many trophies and that was only like the 6th level or whatever the heck and I was like why <laughs> already mm. like throw me something here. So that's nice it, to hear that you had a good experience. It was pretty <laughs> unforgiving in that regard but uh, very No, I will say that I agree that the uh, so basically to go to the second world from the first world you need 8 trophies. Uh, now, there are five yep. levels in the first world that have trophies, each with two trophies. So there are ten total trophies, of which you need eight. Uh, so we spent a mm-hmm. lot of our time playing just going back and getting yeah. the trophies that we had missed. Because I think, I mean, I think we had, like, yeah. basically one trophy from each level. So we had about five when we had finished, but we needed mm-hmm. three more. And, like, getting back, going back and getting those took about as long as getting the initial five. Um, but, yeah, I thought the mm-hmm. trophies were bonuses. I was just like felt good getting yeah, through the yeah, level. Exactly. I didn't realize I mm-hmm. needed those to really mm-hmm. progress, yeah. you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yikes. But getting the trophies uh, made it, like, it was fun because it's like, okay, how are we going to do this? Like, this one's a hard one to get. We have to switch exactly mm-hmm. at this point. And it could be frustrating at times because, like, one of the trophies that we spent a long time getting was at the very end of a level. And if you missed it, the end of the level was right yeah. there. So you couldn't like die to mm-hmm. reset to go back to a checkpoint to try to get it again. You had to play through the entire level again yeah. mm. on the plus side. Levels are generally pretty short. Um, and another, another yeah. thing that really helped in making it that like we got anywhere in the game was there are a decent amount of modifiers that you can use. So you can turn down the speed. We turned down the speed pretty quickly to three quarters of the speed. Uh, oh well, that's nice. And, I just kept yeah, it normal, and, so, and and that really helped because, like, at one time speed, it was just a little bit too hard starting off. Uh, at one point, yeah, we turned it down I to agree. half speed, and it was a little bit too easy. So we were like, "No, let's let's bump it back up." Um, yeah. But what I really yeah. liked was by the very end, I was like, "Okay, let's just go back and do the level that we've played the most at two times speed," uh-huh. and we were able to clear it, <laughs> uh-huh. like, it and it was fun that's and like a wild. new kind of challenge because you yeah. had to be like switch, switch, switch. And like that's between two people with yeah, two see, different brains, and like it, it, it 
See, our experiences seem very black yeah. and white right now. Like, I feel like Tim and I are kind of like, yeah, it's fine. And then Max is like, I had a great time bonding with my wife. <laughs> um, I will say that, like, I enjoyed... I, I think, Max, you should try playing it single player because, like, it was hard, and I don't yeah. think I'll be able to really go back and play it too much. But it was very mm. interesting, I think, because mm. of the way it's designed as a one-player game. Because, again, it's like, you have to be like... You have to control two characters' jumps, and you have to switch them as well. And again, it just like it felt like I was like thinking about platformers in a way I'd never really thought about platformers before. And mm-hmm. uh, the modifiers were helpful, um, but I mean, like it would you could do the thing where you give yourself as many hearts as you need or whatever. Um, and the speed thing was probably singularly the most helpful thing. Yeah. I turned it down mm-hmm. to three quarters for like one level, and I thought it was yeah. maybe too easy, so I turned it back to normal for the others. Mm. But um, there are a way you can die is like if your partner dies and then you immediately die, and it doesn't matter how many hearts you have in that situation, you just kind of mm-hmm. you, yeah. you die. And that that mm-hmm. happened more often than running out of hearts did in my experience. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was hard, but I liked it. It was hard. I I, I enjoyed. It. There's like a few things I wish they they polished a little more. Kind of like um, when you're like. There were like these worm creatures that had different colored bodies and you have to switch pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I I got killed a lot on those moments because I felt like I was waiting too long to see if a part of the monster was dying. And I wish there was more of an indicator of like, you're good, switch. Yeah. Like a like a flash or something. Yeah, I'm with you with Otherwise that, you're just looking for the animation for the body to disappear. Like, okay, now I can switch, but it's already too late and I've died like ten times and I if hate I this game. If I remember correctly it's like <laughs> it kinda like bursts a little bit, but it bursts it in bursts the color, but it obscures bit. kind of your character yeah. too for a yes, moment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so, so I wish there was just like yeah. a little cue there so I could I could really get it. Yeah, because yeah. the the visual style of the game is a, is a pretty like kind of simplistic not a lot of colors cartoon mm-hmm. visuals and it's like it's fine i don't really care for care, like love it or hate it uh it's you know it's it's kind of cute fun. but uh my my problem with it is it like in the beginning there's like this little cutscene and it's like you're collecting these trophies and it pitches itself as very cute and like okay so you're kind of like okay so it's going to be kind of a simple platformer and then you start playing it and you and I'm like oh my god what am i doing <laughs> like, really it's like going so fast there's like two characters it, it's it's very jarring so i i don't know if i like that or dislike that i'm just saying uh it it pitches itself differently than what is actually actually in the game well and and one thing one thing totally that like and, totally and and this is by no means limited to this game only but one thing that kind of is starting to rub me the wrong way with games is when they they don't even like try to have a story and, and like yes it was like, so like tongue well, yeah. in cheek dry it was like, like you know like oh trophies yeah. i guess and it's you know, like it's like uh. <laughs> can you at least try to commit to something like be proud of yourself i don't know you know uh, that's yeah. I mean, like too dry like it, too it was like sarc like sarcastic too ironic of, well and like because yeah, right? yeah, yeah, i mean and there, there's a um, there's a line like uh, that there's a game that i've talked about a bit on the podcast called the messenger which has kind of a goofy mm. tone but it ties it all in nicely mm. and it's not overly like <laughs> story what's that <laughs> like that that's that yeah. was the attitude i got from this game and while i sure i mm-hmm. i don't necessarily like need a story maybe don't even have the pretense of mm-hmm. a story just like have levels yeah yeah exactly like, just yeah. Like, I choose the level i don't need just, a, i don't uh-huh it's yeah i, I agree yeah. it's like you don't be so like 
wink, wink, nudge, nudge about yeah. it. It's like, all yeah. right, yeah, dude, just... <laughs> so I don't want to play your game either. Uh... <laughs> right, right. I mean, and it's, this is, so, a, this is come on. like I said, an issue with, or uh, something that I see in a lot of smaller games. Uh, not as much in yeah. the big games, I think, because they have so many people working on them, they want to be, you know... Proud of every sure. aspect the, of their game. Well, they, that's just an easy aspect. way. Yeah, they probably get story people to do it, and then these developers, they just know how to program. They don't know how to do anything and else, I mean, really. Even, so. if, even if your game only has, you know, or only needs a small amount of small text boxes, you can put, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can try. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you understand, uh, listener. Um, anyway. Uh, so I, that's honestly about all I had for Joggernauts. Um I, I, mean, I don't same. know if I mean just because it was pretty difficult. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it necessarily. But I mean, if I had different people to play it with, honestly, I think that would almost make it a new game. Uh, yeah. Are you hinting at something, Max? <laughs> is there I'm saying, online co-op? I don't know if there's online co-op. I don't think there I is. Doubt, I don't think timing is. is important. I, I don't timing think lag would treat yeah, time yeah. But I, I will say yeah. it like it mm-hmm. it was interesting to me in a way that a lot of games aren't because of that extreme reliance on another person. You know, it's not this mm-hmm. isn't co op like mm-hmm. in Metal Slug where you're just kinda shooting guys and your friend is also shooting guys. This is like I need you to do this right mm-hmm. now for me or we're both gonna die. <laughs> we we play different games. Like like Kevin said, like this is yeah, we have exact, completely yeah. different complaints. Very I think. different you should experiences. Try it single player. I will and try I'd like it. to try it. I will try it. Yeah. Co-op. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably enjoy it with with another yeah. person. Honestly. Just make sure that um, as long yeah. as they're, I mean, like no, we we were good and patient about it, but like you, there's definitely a learning curve and like a and like a mm. Uh, mm. what's that um, drift compatibility, you know? Time. Right. Uh, I mean, like, okay. how far did you get? I mean, like, I didn't get past the first world, right? I played like several levels, but still, didn't uh, get past the first we world. finished. Did anybody actually finish it? We finished the first world and then just did the first level of the second world because we wanted to see, like, oh, are there any like new interesting mechanics? There was a mechanic where there are ghost yes. platforms and only one player can activate them based on color. Again, everything's oh, color in the game. Oh, uh, boy. And it was like... <laughs> yeah, I got past all, the first like, world, it, too. It and I was, I was hoping there'd be, like, maybe a boss fight or something or a new mechanic. But, yeah, I, I, as soon as I was done with there's that a, first there's world... There's a boss-themed level. I mean... Yeah. So, want to score it? Yeah, let's, let's score it. Yeah, let's do um, it. I can go first. Um, I mean, so... Sure, you go first. Because this game did something that uh, a lot of, or any other game, I don't think has really done that, like, that got a lot of points in my book. The the, the jumping itself was not bad. I like that you can control your height of the jump by the length of your button press. Some games don't Mm -hmm. do that so well. This one was not bad. Um, So I would say, like... 88. I had a good time with it, even though it was short, and I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. The time that I had with it, I really liked because I could feel myself getting so much better at it, and and just that mm-hmm. that dependence on the second person. I, I would hate to see what this game looks like, and I can't even like brain imagine it with more than two players, because it is up to four players, and that's got to be just insane. That sounds insane. Uh. Oh man, do you think they have like speed runs, like four-player speed oh, yeah. runs I wanna, online? I want to oh. see this at, uh, at uh, the game's done quick. <laughs> Games are quick, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, every four players, two times. Uh, Tim, speed. you want to go next? God, um, <laughs> I also enjoyed it. I mean, like again, I just it felt novel in a way, and again in a different way, I guess, than what Max thought was novel about it. Um, the the art style, you guys didn't like very much, but I thought it was effective. I think it worked. It was exactly what it w- was trying to do. You know, um, 
And I also liked, and I didn't mention this, um, at the end of each level is a nod to Super Mario 3. Um, there's like uh, the the black screen with the the triangles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the end oh, yeah. screen. Yeah, oh, I know cute. what you're talking about. Um, anyway, I, I liked it and I thought it was fun. Uh, it was hard, but I appreciated the uh, the fact that there were modifiers available. That's a, a trend I'm liking mm-hmm. more in these games, mm-hmm. where it's not just like easy, medium, hard. You can like fine tune the difficulty. Mm-hmm. If you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, maybe I didn't have as much of a magical experience as Max did. I would give this a solid like eighty-two. Yeah, I don't want to steal Tim's number, but I'll I'll do eighty. I just like those solid zeros <laughs> or fives, man. Um, I'm all about the in between. Anyway, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah i I had a good time. I I like the art style, but um, like it was fine for what it was. I just don't think it like enhanced my experience at all or like gave me something new and like like we talked about like the tone was like eh, just not a tone i could get into that's more opinion and taste i guess than anything but yeah it's just like why do you have that there then just give me the game but yeah it is very difficult i enjoy how difficult it was i i don't think it's original i don't think i've really seen this sort of platforming style before um, and yeah, I would love to play with another person maybe someday, maybe not. Did you say you um, don't think yeah, it's original or you do think it's original? Sorry. Uh, I think uh, okay. it is original and like the switching, I haven't seen that yeah, gotcha. anywhere. Um, I mean, platforming itself everywhere, but the switching and the color, <laughs> um, matching aspect is, is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, fine tuning here and there would make this game great. Yeah, yeah. And and it's worth noting it seems, at least from what I saw, very short. There were only three worlds that it showed on the uh, main screen and it only took us okay. about, I don't know, mm. le- an hour or less mm-hmm. to even get th- get through the first world with all the trophies required. So I think pretty short, but mm. also it's got to be difficult to design like fair playable levels for <laughs> for this kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Like that. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, that's the true. Metacritic score for Juggernauts is 70, so... Not terrible, uh, but I know it feels like a little. Uh, feels like we right. should be rewarding these games for for trying cool new things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely trying. Yeah, is what it is. That's how it. That's Come how on, it just goes. Just a seventy five. Just a seventy five. Some, yeah. Some people need to get good. Some people need to get good. I guess so. That wraps that up. We're gonna move on to Tim's selection for a game next month. Ooh, ooh. What are we getting? We've been playing Metro Prime for like years, so what? I'm, I'm very excited for, for the new game. We have yeah, aged um, considerably. I wanted to assign a game that uh, I've been trying to get Max to play for a long time. Um, and it's been a long time since Evan? I've played it, so I'm excited to kind of jump back into it. Uh, I I want to say maybe uh, time hasn't treated it super well, but um, I guess we'll find <laughs> out in due time. Um, I would like us to play Mega Man Legends. Ooh. Oh, okay. So shoot. this okay, is uh, cool. the first... Yeah, it's the first Mega Man game to kind of move into the 3D space, and I want to kind of talk about maybe... Wow, so that's all we're yeah, doing this well, season no, is just 2D to 3D. I think it might be an interesting <laughs> conversation, right? Like, how, what did Metroid yeah. do when it came into 3D? What did Mega Man do much earlier when it came into 3D? And we can mm-hmm. talk a little bit about right. that, but... 
So I have to choose uh, no, Mario 64. Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to playing this. It is available on the PS3. Uh, if you guys want to download okay. the PS1 classic version of it. It's also available on Vita, but I think no, the control is. scheme doesn't work super well on Vita, so I would recommend PS3. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Okay. All I remember is like C down is. Oh, you're talking about Mega Man 64. (laughs) 64, yeah, yeah. Which uh, you can play Mega Man Legends or Mega Man 64. I think I play the Mega Man 64. Okay, that's fine. Do that, (laughs) whatever works. Yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that in hopefully about a month. So. Hey. Hopefully less. Hopefully less than a month, but we'll see. Hopefully less. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Max, we'll you want to <laughs> spin that wheel for us for a roulette game for next yeah. month? Yeah. All right. So some highlights from the wheel this month. So we've decided to only use uh, games that came out in February because otherwise there would be uh, some hundreds of games, uh, and we don't really feel games. like compiling all those. And the the point of the roulette is kind of just to play something that's come <laughs> out recently. So bear with us here. Yes. Um, what do we have here? Well, we have, as Tim already mentioned a little bit, Apex Legends, uh, the new popular Battle Royale. Ooh. I hope we get that so Evan has to play it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got Wargroove, yeah. which is the new kind of successor to Advance Wars, though not developed by Nintendo. Um, what else? we got Tetris 99, as Evan mentioned. Um, what else do we got here? Anthem, also another big recent game that seems uh, people have not uh, been stuff to say about people it. People have not been yeah. super warm on that. So I mean, <laughs> hey, I'd be interested a little. No. Nope. Um, other than that, I don't know. Jump Force. If you want to see, if you want to see weird, weird, weird. <laughs> oh, there we go. Luffy. Now there's a game. Is it Luffy or Luffy? Uh, I think it's Luffy. All right. Somewhere. Anyway, <laughs> we are going to spin this wheel, boys. Huh. Here we go. <laughs> Well, don't make the noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, and we have uh, something that is very hard to exactly pronounce. I mean, so the name of the game is Death End Request, but there is a, uh, what's it, a semicolon between re and quest, and then it appears that there is a uh, bracket after quest. We'll do some more research and let you know. I think okay. this might be part, I think this is might this be part of the... Uh, Robotics notes and Steins Gate visual novel series based on based on the semicolon because oh. they love those semicolons. So thanks for joining us on season two, episode one of My Best Friend's Game. Oh. Uh, I've been your host for the month, Max Sims. Hello again. Uh, you can find me at Max Sims on Twitter. Um, I'm the other host, Tim Zamanigan. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Z with two E's. And I'm Evan Ledesma. You can find me on Twitter at Evsters. And you can find all of us at MBFGCast on Twitter. Hopefully next month we'll actually finish the game. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. And communication. Good night.